Sausage Transformer Bios. Alright, boys and girls, tonight we're talking about Jetfire. Ooh. Yeah! Right. You heard me right. Fired up! Skyfire, I mean Jetfire, I mean Skyfire. <laughs> uh, Dang it! Well, they were going with Jetfire at this point because... Wait, he has two names? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's this long history about Jetfire. Wow. Like, he is one of the more controversial Transformers figures and characters because of licensing reasons. Drop some knowledge on me. All right. So, basically, whenever the second wave of Transformers stuff came out, they were stuffing the ranks of the line with characters that weren't Transformers. And there was a company that was doing the the vehicles for and well it was it was several different companies like Shockwave, you know, the the gun dude, he was originally from another line. I don't know, I can't remember what the name of the toy line was, but in Japan it was a totally different line than Diaclone, which is what they got the um most of the Transformers from. But Jetfire, in particular, he was from a Japanese show called Macross. And Macross would be adapted later into a cartoon in America called Robotech. Oh, okay. And so if you look at like the Robotech, um, well, in, in the Macross series, they were called Valkyries. In Robotech, they were called Veritech Fighters or Battleoids. And it's the same thing. It's the same toy. It's the same design and everything. So they came out with Jetfire as the figure. And then when they went into the planning stages to make him in the show, there's like, and in the comic books, there's early designs of him that look just like the Robotech planes. But Harmony Gold, the company that had the license for Robotech stuff, were like, "Uh uh-uh, no, 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 no. You ain't using our characters because we're pitching our show too. So they had to change everything about him. They had to change they changed his name to Skyfire in the cartoon and they changed his whole design. So it's weird like you could always get the toy that looked like the Robotech jet but the cartoon he looked like a like a space jet type thing. Wow. Like it's weird. That's I always crazy. felt like that character never fit in with the Transformers like Well now you know yeah, when I was watching, I'd be like, who? Oh, wait a minute. How did that cartoon get in this cartoon? I remember he used to fuck me up when I seen that yeah. shit. He was only in two episodes, right? Yeah, but in the cartoon, he looked totally different than the Macross one. They redesigned him for the cartoon. I want to see like, the The toy looked like the Robotech You know, uh, no job. You know that, uh, that funny spoof thing I did with the voiceovers? Yeah. You know when that one robot ran out and they're like, yo, who the fuck is that? I don't remember and then he that. turned into a plane, and and he saved all those dudes from the volcano, and they all got on him, and they were surfing on him. Send me a picture of that dude. I'll send. Oh yeah, I'll send you one. Keep going. Oh, just keep look going. up a picture of that dude. All right. So like his design in the show, he's a lot bulkier. Like he's, I really like his design. Like he's a big, beefy looking dude, and he's huge. Like he dwarfs Optimus Prime. Like in any of the scenes with them. Yeah. Yeah, he's real big. He's like he's like a giant transformer. But um, which the toy was giant compared to the Transformers. Oh, he is a big Mickey fic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a beefy dude. And he does look very Japanese-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Is he, is he showing you the picture of the toy? I'm showing him like uh, a ton of pictures. 
Well, show, see if you can find him a picture of the one from the show, like Skyfire. Yeah, I, I got I got the the, the cartoon version. I got uh, the toy, the comic version. I got the toy version. Yeah, yeah, I see that. They all look different. Yeah. Now there, a, a couple of different third party people made the Skyfire version of him, and there's one of them. And I've watched a couple of reviews, and he's, I think they call him Kronos or something like that. And almost everybody that has that thing hates it. Like, yeah. the quality on it's supposed to be really bad. And, like, one of the guys, I think uh, I think it's, it's either Optobotamus or Piaw, however you pronounce his name. One of those two dudes breaks the thing while he's transforming it. Really? Yeah, and he's like, he gets so mad. And because th- the thing is, like, almost 200 bucks. Yeah. And it's, like, made out of, like, model kit plastic. With metal yeah. parts. He was so, always a weird-looking character. Yeah, I liked him. I liked him in the cartoon. I liked his character and everything. And he's one of the characters that I really like when IDW started doing their version of the comic books. They really played up the fact that he was a scientist. Okay. Because he was like he was buddies with Starscream. Really? Now, the bio that Bob Budiansky did in the handbook... Like, basically everything I just told you about Jetfire and all that stuff and everything about him, you can just throw it out the window because he <laughs> had a completely different story altogether. So, here we go. Jetfire. It's Allegiance Autobot, evidently. His function was Air Guardian. And his first appearance was Transformers number 11, the Marvel comic. Okay. His uh, motto is, among the mysteries of science lies the key to victory. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, all right. Yes, that's his interpretation of like his figure being turned into a transformer for the cartoon. (laughs) It's a mystery. Uh, Let's see his profile. With a reckless daring that comes from being the swiftest of all the Autobots, Jetfire is the most eager of his comrades to plunge into battle, which is totally different than the character in the show. Okay, he looks like he would was the most eager to plunge into battle. Yeah, he was like a big beastly dude. Yeah, he looks like he can't be stopped. Yeah. Yeah, and and he was he was pretty tough in the cartoon. Like they had to use him sparingly because he was so tough. You was, remember him when you were little, Rob? No, I don't remember this dude. Yeah. No? I like his double gun. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I, I kind of like his weird like surfboard thing on his back. Yeah, that's like the parts of the plane that fold up onto his back. Yeah. Now they've made they've made a new one that's like a leader class figure, and it's really nice looking. It's just got a lot of these open areas, like they do a lot uh, of transformers now. Yeah. But this one guy has made a 3D printed or something. I don't know how he's made it. It's a kit where basically it's these little panels that you can put on him to cover up all those places, and he looks he looks like a masterpiece toy when you get finished putting those parts on him. Oh, that's cool. And I've really been tempted to get that thing. But uh, it's nice. Yeah, they, they were looking to make him into like somebody big because of the colors they picked. Anytime mm-hmm. they give red, white, and blue or red, yep. white, and yellow to somebody, they're yep. supposed to be big time. And it always confused me about Starscream, why he was red, white, and blue. I don't know. I think, I think a lot of times they just pick colors that they thought kids would really go nuts over. Yeah. I think so. But he's like, Starscream was like, you know, compared to the Decepticons, they were all dark colors, and he was just like straight up bright. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, back on his profile. 
but his bravado is tempered by one overriding thought. He sincerely believes that victory over the Decepticons can only come through advancement in Autobot technology. As the first of a new generation of Autobots, such a credo is perhaps only natural. Now this is where it gets weird. Also, because he was created on Earth, Jetfire is the one is one of the few Autobots who has no memory of his home planet. His allegiance to his cause is only matched by his devotion to scientific research. In the cartoon, he was from Cybertron. Because really? he and Starscream were old buddies. Weird. Because in, in the cartoon, Starscream is supposed to be a scientist, too. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they make mention of that several times. Why does he, he seem so stupid? And, like, I don't know. Well, he's he's just... He's over-ambitious. scientist? That's, that's odd. Yeah. I like never, I never well, knew I mean, him as a scientist. If you think about it, like, look at the things like that Dr. Arkaville character, that little dude that Starscream kidnapped and all that to help him make all kind of machines and mess. You yeah. remember that, like, in the early episodes? I don't remember that. He was a guy, and he had, like, a robot arm, and, like, the top of his head looked like a, like a metal bowl. He had, like, a metal plate on top of his head. And it, it was in the real early episodes of the first season. But basically, he teamed up with the Decepticons, and they plotted all kind of stuff. And he had figured out this, like, perpetual motion machine-powered thing. And Starscream kidnapped him to help him work on that thing so that he could take over. Really? Yeah, so Starscream was supposed to be a scientist. But yeah, it's like he didn't act like a scientist. He acted like, you know, I don't know what he acted like. yeah. He wasn't too smart, it didn't seem. Yeah. But yeah, like when he, when he, when they find, like in the episode with uh, Starfire, or Skyfire, they, um, they find him frozen in the ice. And I think it's the Decepticons find him. Yeah, they find him and revive him, and they make him believe that the Autobots have turned evil. And he basically sides with the Decepticons because he remembered that he and Starscream were friends before, you know, the war started. How did the Autobots win him back? Like, he saw that the Decepticons were evil. Like, they were doing evil stuff and okay. stuff like that. And he was like, oh, no, I'm an Autobot, bro. Yeah. All right, his abilities. In jet fighter mode, Jetfire's unique swing-wing design allows him to take off like a normal jet and then, pulling his wings back, reaching speeds of up to Mach 4.2. Adding twin supersonic combustion ramjet, i.e. scramjet, engine modules, along with twin liquid hydrogen fuel tanks, allows Jetfire to achieve orbital velocities, or to even escape Earth's gravity altogether. He's a fast fucker for a big fucker. Yeah, he is. <laughs> with this capability, he can launch like a missile, shooting up above the atmosphere, and at a speed of, of Mach 29... Dive down like a blazing meteor, hence his name, Jetfire. Half a world away, only 30 minutes later. Wow. That's really fast, yeah. In robot and jet mode, he is equipped with four independently targetable particle beam cannons around his head and eight heat-seeking armor-piercing missiles. And this is where you can tell that Budiansky was basing the design on the old Robotech figure. Because the Robotech figure... 
had these antennas on its head that looked sort of like rabbit ears, but there was like two of them on each side. Yeah, And that's yeah. the four cannons he's talking about. I remember that. Because the, the Skyfire design doesn't have those cannons anywhere on the head. So you can tell he was using that old thing. Crazy. Right. Huh? Yeah. His weaknesses. Jetfire's range is limited by his fuel consumption. Any trans-atmospheric trip requires his refueling when he lands. Since he is newly constructed by the Ark, he is prone to numerous mechanical failures as the bugs in his system are worked out. Anything from a malfunctioning radio to an engine stall in deep space has been known to happen. So basically, he just sucks. That just sounds like he sucks. Be stranded out there in the fucking stars. Yeah, because his radio conked out. Oh man, that does suck. Yeah, but he was he was cooler than that in the show. I hope that so. was his weakness. Uh, yeah, he's like he's new tech basically, so he's prone to messing up. He's yeah. new tech is prone to messing up, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Fuck. He's not an old transformer. I thought he'd be older. Well, in no, the show, he he's new age, age, man. Huh? He looks like second generation. Yeah. What do I know? He's second gen Transformers. I totally like I yeah, I don't really dig this dude. Yeah. yeah I, he looks cool as crap. He looks cool. What's cool about the one that's out now, the generations uh figure, um he comes like with this mask that looks sorta of like the the original toys mask. Like it's got like the little visor thing across his eyes, and it's got those those cannon things that are antennas on his head. But you can snap the mask off, and he looks like Skyfire from the cartoon. You know what? I got two stories about this guy. Uh, one, he looks like he's trying to take Optimus Prime's spot. Dream on, sucker. How so? Uh, he just looks like a hero. Like he looks like the yeah. main character yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. And two, he's like a I wannabe. remember. I didn't get a lot of Transformers when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I I when I got a, a Transformer that was like super special. I don't know what was going on. Maybe my dad got a raise or whatever. But <laughs> the the one expensive figure they brought home was this dude, and I was like, "What the fuck? This is not a Transformer." I felt like I was being robbed, and uh. they just they just put a sticker on this fi- the figure, and I was like, "This is like Robotech." I was like, "What is this?" That sucks. And I remember just playing with him, being like. I knew as a kid that this wasn't real. Yeah. It was so weird. Yeah. I when I, I didn't really care. When I was a kid, I just thought he was a cool looking robot. And like uh my friend Trip had Jetfire. And man, that's the one I wanted to play with every time I went over there. And he was big and heavy as crap because he had so much die cast on him. Yeah. Like you you I could beat you could beat a hippopotamus to death with that thing. <laughs> Wow. I know because I've tried. Um, no, but he had a he, different he was, head and he had different colors. He was more red, black, and gray. What, the one that you? The one I had. Yeah. Was it like a smaller one? Uh, he was pretty big. Oh, okay. Because I had later on, like, everybody made knockoff versions of that figure. Because in Japan... You know, they had had the Robotech stuff. Well, it was, you know, Macross stuff out for a while. And so everybody was bootlegging the model kits. They were bootlegging this and that and the other. 
And I remember this one toy line that was out in the 80s, and it was called Converters. And they were like cheap, cheaper versions of Transformers, but they were really cool looking. They just, the quality on them was real bad. And I got in a trade at school with somebody, I got like their version of the Jetfire character, which was actually their version of the Macross plane, because it had the same markings and all as the Macross plane. And I, that was one of my favorite toys. I can remember that thing when I was a kid. And one of the arms on it were messed up. Like that when it would transform, you'd have to like take it apart and put it back together on that arm. But I didn't care. Like that was that was one of my favorite things I had. I could see both sides. Like like getting a f- figure like bulky like that, and like how fun that would be as like a mm-hmm. kid, you know. But I could also see pizza side. It's like you think yeah. you're getting a transformer. And then there's this thing that's slightly off. Yeah. You can't really put your finger on it, but yeah. it's not a Transformer. Yeah, I loved him, man. Like, and I and after after I was introduced to the actual like Robotech, the cartoon and the Macross cartoon, I fell in love with those because that like if you guys ever get a chance to watch the the whole series of like Robotech, they have it on manga. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah it's hard, hard for me to get into manga because you know it's. That's like a different world, you know. What I mean, like, like yeah. I get into like, what did I? With a couple of things that you know, Akira, mm-hmm. I like that. That's yeah. that's really not a manga, right? That's, that's isn't there two things? A manga is a comic book. Like, oh, that's okay, a Japanese right. comic book. Anime is the cartoons. Robotech, oh, okay. like, there's different generations of it. Yes, now. and it's this long, like, basically what it was. They took three different cartoon series from Japan yeah. and melted them into one series. And I thought it was pretty brilliant because they they actually made that thing work continuity wise, and it was really cool. I, I, a little while back, uh, one of my buddies from college gave me for it was either Christmas or birthday one year. He gave me this DVD set, and it's the entire series, wow. not like one of those series. It's the whole thing. That's cool. And it, dude, it. I remember when I was a kid. Uh, it used to Robotech started coming on. It would come on at like six o'clock in the mornings on weekdays, and I would get up early to watch Robotech every day. Like I would, you know, I would make sure that somebody got me up early enough to watch Robotech because I just got into that thing. And and when I was a kid, I did not miss a single episode of that show. And it's I don't know how many episodes are in that thing, but it's an ungodly amount of episodes. Did pretty- you sit right in front of the, the TV screen, or did you well, sit on the couch and shit? No, no, no. I was right in front of the TV. Because, <laughs> and it was what got me about it was it was the most intense cartoon I had ever seen because it was not a, ki- a kid's cartoon. Yeah. Like, it was about, like, really um, intense interpersonal relationships between the people in this story. Because it's, it's basically, it's about this big spaceship crash lands on Earth. The people find it, and they re-engineer it to make their own ship. And they're going to use it to explore space and stuff like that. Wait, who and, was in the ship? Well, a bunch of dead things? Well, they didn't find anything. Like, the ship just came, and it was it was empty. Really? And, and it caused this explosion when it landed, but the ship was intact. Like, it was almost in, undestroyable, like, indestructible. And so they rebuilt the ship, like they retro-engineered it. They looked at the technology and said, oh, we can use this stuff. And they built this big spaceship, 
And in the time that it took them to build a spaceship, because basically Earth was at war, and when that ship crashed, it united all of Earth because they realized, like, why are we fighting when there might be something absolutely horrible out in space that could come kill us? Yeah. Let's join forces together and rebuild our military and all to be able to deal with this military alien force. Mm. And so they started, I think it was like, it was a 10-year period it took for them to rebuild that ship. And in the meantime, like the military base there, all the, um, the, the military people, their families and all lived there, and they built this town, and it was called Macross. And when the aliens came to find their ship that it was missing, the ship itself had a like a it had a built-in defense system and it fired on those ships like from earth and so it started the war between earth and the aliens were called zentradi unintentionally yeah unintentionally wow, and it I became this big battle and like so the it's like a it's like a freaking real war like they have different battles, they have different places they fight. They have like people die in the show, like real deal die. I get into some Robotech. Like imagine being a little kid watching that show. Yeah, I all had because never of seen... one older brother had to go and screw it up. Uh huh? huh? <laughs> <laughs> it was just a thing from Goonies. I was saying. Oh, okay, yeah. I had to watch yeah. it. Sounds very interesting. It's so good. Like, and and the thing is, like, my favorite part of the whole story is the original one, the Macross saga part of it, and it's just about that story with that ship and and the pilots that pilot those jet fire looking airplanes, and it's all so, about their their stories, like their relationships with each other and stuff. And it's it's old anime, so it's kind of it's it's not polished. It's kind of rough and. It some of the stuff is kind of silly in it, but for the most part, it's a really good story. There's an app called uh, like Manga.com, mm-hmm. I think, uh, and I get it on my Xbox or whatever, and I can watch those shows. They have them all. Yeah, just you know, do yourself a favor. Now, a lot of people, a lot of people like the Macross version more than the um, the American version. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I've never watched the Japanese version all the way, but I I remember just like from being a kid, the nostalgia of watching that as a kid. I really kind of don't want to see anything else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Plus the tr- you know when they translate the English over, it's usually never that great. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always like you know, and and plus Japanese. Uh, my my experience with Japanese writing, it's usually like it's usually whacked. Wait a wait a Oh yeah, well they their sentence structure is backwards from our sentence structure. Well, I don't even mean that. I mean just like, like like when they when they took over the Transformer cartoon, like it made no fucking sense. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? So it's it, like they it just translate they well. Yeah, they just really don't really care about the writing part. They care. They're more into the explosion and cool effects. You always say that about Japan. Yeah, that's what I get from every time I watch anything from them. And what what was that that I didn't catch that? Just everything I watch, you know. I just I feel like they're, they're they have cool concepts, but like the, the the writing, it's just like it's just like it seems like it's like it's different. It's it's it's, cult- it's because it's they culturally- have a different they have a different world than we do. You know, yeah, they, exactly. They, they yeah. a lot of I don't think a lot of them hide their emotions with stuff like 
I don't know. I heard that's, this. That's what I've always heard. Like, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I've never had any, like, real deal experience, like, dealing with people in Japan. But I know from the few, like, exchange students that we had, they're very reserved. Yeah. Like, they, they would never tell you what kind of, you know, things they were going through or anyway. But then at how- the same time, we had, when I was in college, we had some exchange students from Japan. It was these two girls. They were a hoot, man. Like, they were so much fun, and they were open and bubbly and just the best and, like, so fun to hang out with. And the rest of them that came were, like, they wouldn't talk to you. They wouldn't have anything to do with you. And it's, like, and particularly this one guy that came, and we all wanted to be, like, friendly to him because, you know, why not? And he just, he hated it the whole time he was here. (laughs) He hated everybody. He hated everything. He would stay in his room all the time and chat and stuff with people from Japan because he hated it here. And I'm like, why are you here? Wow. Like, I, yeah. you know, if I hated it, you probably got a better way, education over there anyway. I would think, you know, the way that's that's the story I've always heard. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I, anytime I watched any kind of Japanese flick, it's always kind of like very, uh, the story's just kind of like, it's, it's, it's like a, it's got a cool base to it, but there's no really emotional attachment to anything besides yelling and shit it's it's some of them are like that and there's other ones like you really get into it i mean like look at akira akira is a fantastic story and you know the the it's beautiful at the same time akira is an exception so i don't know like to me it's like I, i don't think you've seen enough of it to really like you know you'd have to watch a lot of it a lot and of those manga people. I didn't that. watch a lot of manga, uh, not, uh, anime stuff, mm-hmm. but I I did I did watch a lot of their movies. A lot of them think our comics over here suck, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because the comics, if you compare our comics to their comics, the fight scenes are not always this epic fucking thing. Like their their fight scenes are always like it's the end of the world type fight. And every the city's coming down, rocks and are exploding. And once again, it's all according trailer. to what you're looking at. Some of them are just as subdued, you know. It's 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 all according to which one. Yeah, it really is. It's, like, cause some anime I absolutely hate. Yeah. Like some of them I absolutely hate, but then there's some of them that's just dead on. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one. I'll tell you an anime to watch that I absolutely love, and it's. It's funny, it's serious at times, it's sad at times, Say it's Ray exciting Chocolate? at times. Sorry. It's called Summer Wars. Okay. If you get a chance to watch that, watch it. I, I think it's on Netflix right now, if I'm not mistaken. You guys are wrong about Workaholics. That's not on Netflix. Oh, it's not really? Oh, uh, sorry, bro. I was looking for it. I was watching that today, actually. Right. Summer Wars, I'll check it out. Summer Wars. You know what's it's- funny? We were thinking about writing a script for Sunny in Philadelphia, and we have like our little script that we're going to send in a bit, maybe. But uh, if you watch Workaholics, that's everything Sunny in Philadelphia didn't do yet. Yeah. Is it It's really? so weird. Yeah, because those guys are like, just the way the Sunny characters are just absolutely depraved and do the most disgusting things to each other and everybody <laughs> else, Workaholics is the same way. Really? Yeah, because that's like, their answer to Sunny. Because when when I've what I've heard in interviews is Sonny went to uh, Comedy Central and they're like we don't want nothing to do with this it's not funny 
So they're like, all right, well, F you and A, we're going to go to fucking Fox. So, I mean, not Fox, uh, FX. FX. Yeah. And FX was like, yeah. And then uh, they were like, oh, we want you to, you know, do it. Like, we already got the contract with, so we were going to do Workaholics, and that was their answer. But Workaholics was, is really, really funny. I like it. Mm-hmm. You know, they got, I will say, they do have some dick and fart jokes every once in a while, but when they pass that shit and whatever writer's writing that crap, I think they do a lot of, uh, what is that called? Improv? They do a lot of improv in their show, and you can tell, but as the episodes go, they get tighter with that shit, and the writers step in and I think write better jokes for them. I'll check it out one day. One day. I love Always Sunny, though. (laughs) All right, let's take a break real quick. I just died out, huh? (laughs) (laughs) We'll come back. What is a vacation? A short break. A getaway. A need. A want. It's the place you dream of. It's paradise. It's romance. It's choices. All included. All unlimited. Forget what you left behind. Live in the now. No work. All desire. Night or day. Fun in all ways. You wake up beautiful. Different. Connected. Three hearts, one soul. This is the time of your life. This is What Geeks Do. All free on iTunes or whatgeeksdo.com. Welcome back to episode 12 12 of What Geeks Do. (laughs) I'm No Job Rob, and in the red corner we have P. Pizza. Yeah, let me out of the And in the blue corner we have Charles Master Ford's Marsh. Of course you know this is true. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Since we have episode 12, you know what we should have done. What? We should have said 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, six, seven 8, 9, 10, 10, 10, 12. Now, if anybody doesn't remember that, you're officially too young for this show. Yeah. Sorry. Officially. Welcome, everybody. But we think you're too young. So we were talking about anime and manga yeah and uh remember uh a previous episode i had mentioned christopher nolan got signed on for a wb uh project and everyone was like kind of freaking out like oh is it batman but it wasn't it was akira apparently akira live action why would they have him stop doing the batman movies to put him on a batman movie yeah yeah doesn't make any sense yeah. It's like, surprise, guess what? He gets to finish the ones that he started. No. Surprise, you fucking stupid <laughs> So are you, are you guys into an Akira live action movie? Only if it's Japanese. Yep. Every actor in it has to be Japanese. I Sorry. don't want to see one white dude in that movie. Nope. Nope. Because it's Neo Tokyo. Hmm. I remember a while back whenever um, Leonardo DiCaprio was attached to that project. I don't know if he still is or not. And I don't think it was like DiCaprio was going to star in it or anything. I think it was like his production company. Yeah, I remember that. But they were talking about it was going to be like Neo New York. And I was like, that's stupid. It sounds like it's ruined already. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what this is going to be. I don't know if this is the same production company. I don't know what. 
Do you know we're not gonna? These people aren't gonna relate to a bunch of Japanese kids. No, no one's gonna want to see that. Yeah, it's, that's the. Way I want to see it, and that's who I'd want. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Like, I'm not gonna be happy unless it's the entire cast is Japanese. If that's, they, that's, if they do that, it flops, and it will be a great movie. If they yeah. don't, it'll be like one of those Michael Bay blockbusters, and it'll yep. suck. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think. And and I like Nolan as a director, but I, and can you imagine how they're gonna go about World War Three? No. Oh, they'll make it like. They'll do some kind of political crap about it. Yeah. They'll turn it into something, you know, like uh, America started World War Three or, or something. You know, they'll if they're gonna do and they'll, this, and they'll probably have like fucking. Who do you think they'll have played uh, Canada? Oh, that's the fun part. Like who? Who? Yeah. Oh, well, all of the characters. Let's see who they'll cast. It'll be like, like if they make it in the next year or so, it'll be that cat that they got to play Lex Luthor in the. Oh gosh, no. Yeah, something like that. Be the They'll have like me. fucking that that chick from fucking the first uh, Fantastic Four movie playing Kaya. Yeah, yeah. Be the so They'll probably have like a, like a like a top of the line star cast and just be like, seriously, American yeah. cast. We're just gonna yeah, laugh. It'll be at Americans. It. You just watch. Really, it's definitely gonna be Americans because why would they go to why would they go to Tokyo to do this? No, fuck that. Fuck that shit. Let's move past it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no seriously like the the whole thing is like they're going to market it towards an american audience and hollywood makes the assumption which they the more i look at things maybe rightfully so i always thought it was stupid to have this assumption that you know we're all stupid but honestly if you've been to a theater lately especially down here yeah. we're all stupid <laughs> it's yeah because people like i remember going to see i might have talked about this before about going to see Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, yeah, the subtitles. Yeah. yeah, and Chick's like, I didn't come here to read no movie. I'm like, oh God in heaven, help me. I mean, yeah, I we sh- are dumbed down. Let's, yeah, let's not, you know. Yeah, so I, I just really, I cannot picture, like, what, what movie has come out lately that's had like an all, any other race? Well, not other race, because we've had movies like that have like an all. Like Latino cast. I guess or, the only movie that really came out was um uh was uh that fucking what's that movie with the Hitler? Uh Inglorious Bastards. Oh yeah. No, that had a lot but, of big actors in it. That also had yeah. subtitles too. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I'm not talking about the subtitle thing. I'm talking about like uh foreign actors. Like yeah. foreign to well, here. Weren't like, they all weren't they all foreign actors? They all thought everything was in German. No, no, they were like a lot of them were American, American. actors. They just learned their lines for yeah. that. But at least it was in Germany. I like the fact that it was subtitled because it just felt more real. Yeah, you know? it should be right. Yeah, they need to get a Japanese director mm-hmm. with Nolan on here, and they need to go to Tokyo. You know what? What about uh? You know what? This had all all Japanese cast besides um the the main character was um. Tokyo Drift. Did it? That movie rocked. Tokyo Drift. I never saw that. Yeah, that was one of those Fast and Furious movies. But oh, they, took, I don't they brought it. it to Tokyo. Oh, it was. That's right. They did have a bunch of. Yeah, but yeah, that's it. You have to have an. You have to have an American actor for you to relate to because oh my god, we cannot figure out anything that about these Japanese people. They're scary. Yeah. To <laughs> us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that's- how does anime work? 
I know they they draw all these characters with big eyes. Is that to represent Americans? I at one time I I had because I did a paper one time about manga and anime and all, and it was I think it had more to do with just being expressive. Like I think that's where all that came from is just having more expressive eyes. But uh-huh. if you look at the anime like or like the manga of Akira and all, they have pretty subdued eyes for anime or manga characters is that why it went over so well i don't know dude no i think it went over so well so well done it was yeah there's there hasn't been anything that can match that animated film to this day yeah so you know i'll have to agree with you like i've watched a lot of anime and it's still to this day is my favorite anime and they're not gonna match it they're not gonna match it on film so just leave it alone put your efforts towards. and the crazy thing is like the anime of akira only touches like a small portion yes, of true. the manga. Like the manga goes on and on and There's on. There's a whole nother thing after that fight goes down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and before his face doesn't even die. Uh, actually, he does die. Never mind. But he doesn't die right away. Right. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Tetsuo? Uh, Tetsuo? Not Tetsuo. The other one. The guy with the uh, rising sun on his back. Uh, what's his name? Tetsuo. You talking about uh, And he's like, no, the guy that I liked, he was like, Tetsuo, you touching his body? He died in the beginning, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, it? his buddy. Yeah. Yeah. They got his face blown off. I don't remember his name. Yeah, I forget his name, too, but I, I, I think, I could be wrong, but I think he lives longer than he did in the animated film. Mm. Well, you read the book? I have all of them, and I skimmed through them. I haven't read them out. You have the whole thing of Akira? Yeah. God, that's what, like, how many volumes is that thing? It's not that many. It's like seven, I think. (laughs) You must have, like, the big volumes. Yeah. Because that thing is, like, I don't know exactly. Oh, yeah, there's probably, like, I don't know, like, over 100 comics in there. Oh, easily. But, but yeah, but I have, like, the, the, the big, thick, like, you know, like, uh, like DC um, or the Essentials of Akira. Kind oh, okay. Of yeah, yeah that's a, those big collections. They're about like one and a half inch thick. But yeah, like, okay, I think that fight goes down in volume five and there's like two volumes after that. So that's like, I don't know what, there's like 25 books in each one of them. So it's like 50 comics after that war happened. Because what happens is Kaneda, I think, becomes leader of the biker gang and then they try to take over neo tokyo Mm -hmm. yeah there's six volumes you're right it's six volumes and each volume has i'm trying to see how many issues it is Uh, well he he wrote it from or it ran from december 6 1982 to june 11th 1990 you know that character that that uh, I thought it was a woman inside the um oh yeah um the one with the big black hair and she's like that's who is coming yeah. coming <laughs> and the, like the ground yeah. opens up and she falls into it well she's yep. like one of, like he that's actually a dude yes yeah, he's dude. like he's like an old school um he's one of those kids yep but older and uh, she he gets this crowd to follow her him and like he he's like a prophet everyone follows and it, he's like one of the main characters that uh Kaneda goes up against or joins i can't remember 
but he, uh, he doesn't die like he dies in the uh, in the in the movie, and he has like a really big part. I think it's uh, the general versus him. I want to say her because I always thought it was a girl my whole life. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say it was the general versus her the whole time. But it's yeah. a him though, right? Yeah, but I, I, I still so. girl. Yeah, but it's it's just so much more goes on in that manga. It's like that's been one of those things I've always wanted to read the whole thing. You know, I should put that in the in the bathroom so I can read it. I got a couple things on my oh, manga I list. I want to read uh, uh, what's it called? Lone Cub Wolf. Oh, Lone Wolf. Uh, Cub? That's a great. Yeah, comic. yeah. I had I had a couple issues of that. Someone told me that be my shit. That's not bad. I was going through my uh, whole samurai stage. I was reading that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, good stuff. So uh, you guys are not excited for the Sakura movie? It's it's like I said. It has to have say. certain things that it has to do before I'm gonna be on board with it. Yeah, which it probably won't do. Okay, here we go. Akira. Launched in 1982, serialized in Japan's Young Magazine, and concluded in 1990. The work totaling more than 2,000 pages. Wow. Ooh. That's a lot of comics. Yeah, it is. Woo. It's a lot of comics. Dang it, imagine. It's crazy, style. Oh, well, you know what? It might be more than one movie. It's probably if like they, a movie. If they were to adapt that comic book, and like make several movies of it and follow the comic book storyline and all and have Japanese actors in it and take it seriously. Yeah. We'll I'll watch what, it. Wait, so you want do. them to follow the comic more than the animated movie? Well, see the animated movie's been done. Yeah. Like that's always gonna be the animated oh, movie. If okay. They, you know if what they, they should make do a, a TV show. What now? They should do a high-budget TV show. That would be You know really what? Great. Get the money that they're going to take for this movie and spread it across the TV show. Yep. Does yep. it cost more money to make a TV show than a movie? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, most times. Because you're really? making it like over an extended period of time. Yeah. That's I what I would so. think. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. It's like one episode of an a, a hour-long TV show is almost a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because think about it. Like... A movie, you've got a set amount of scenes that you do, and you have to set up for that, and this, that. On TV shows, like you've got to keep the story going, like at least what? How many episodes are now in a season? Yeah. Can you like, imagine if they put out a Kira, a Kira TV show that was actually all Japanese actors? They should. I would. If they're going to do it, they should it. do that. At least they could do American Japanese actors. Well, yeah, I mean, just as long as they look like Japanese people. Do that's they, the whole point. Do they speak like, Japanese? Was, huh? No, do they speak? No, it would be American. It'd have to be. It had, well, I mean, yeah, because no, well. Nobody. nobody we're, we're thinking in a fantasy that. world anyway, so yeah, yeah, do it with subtitles. But nobody's going to watch it if it's got subtitles. Uh, true. Dude, I, I even like, I love the voiceovers. They, okay, there's two versions of Akira. There's the yeah. original voiceover. Yeah. And then there's the new voiceover that I don't really appreciate that much because I know the first one by heart. So when I watch the new one, I'm just like, that's not what he says. Actually, it is. That's what it's supposed to say. All right, here's the deal. I like both of them. I like the original voiceover because that's the one I grew up watching. Yeah. That one is so much fun. And like you said, you can quote it by heart. The new I, I got to watch recently the new voiceover. And it follows the actual Japanese script closer. 
and it makes more sense. Some of the stuff that didn't kind of didn't they didn't explain stuff yeah. in the the original dub they they it's better in that I will one. admit there was some parts in the original that I was like what the what? fuck's going on but yeah. I thought it was just because I was a kid and I didn't know any better yeah. but and it's I do like the slang explain. I do like the slang better yeah. like he's like just when my coils were reaching the green line yeah. Yeah. you know and no way my bike yo tattoo someone's got your bike no way my bike yeah. <laughs> I got the uh, the newer version on DVD yeah, it drives nice. me nuts. I can't do it. Yeah, you gotta you gotta expand your territory, dude. Like, no, my brother, you got to get your own. You got to buy your own. <laughs> so they got an animated prequel coming out to Transformers animated movie. Wait, how that's crazy. Like, are they gonna nope, troll nope, it? No, nope, Charles nope, has nope. news. Charles got big it was, news. It was a misreading of the article. They double spoke us. No, actually, you just didn't read it. <laughs> what is going on? Admit it. Now? Admit it. Rob. I didn't really didn't read, read it. it. I didn't read it all so well. All right. What it is, it's a prequel to the Michael Bay movies. In animated form. Yeah. That's a through movie. Oh, off. really? Yeah. Yeah, you like that. It, well, it has the potential to be kind of cool. And that's they actually put right. Out in the because it won't, here's the thing Michael Bay won't be directing it. It's going to be in the theaters? That's what they're saying. Uh I think it'll be interesting to see an animated movie in the theaters again. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, you know it's not going to be drawn by hand, though. No, it'll probably be CG. And it's going to be those shittiest designs that are in the Michael Bay movies. I yeah. think these clowns that put this article out worded that shit purposely to throw me off. Hey, they ain't clowns. <laughs> yeah, they are clowns. Because <laughs> they really did, man. When I saw that, I saw it in three places. And every time, I, I, it was like I pulled a pizza. I read it the way that I wanted to read it instead of reading it the way that it was. Yeah, I know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, a prequel to the animated Transformers movie. Yeah. yeah no. That's what, like, when you guys said that, I was like, there's no way. When you know when you said the prequel to the anime, I was like, "Isn't that Transformers season one, two, and three? A uh, season yeah. one and two? I was like, well, I don't understand what's going on right well, now. I just there, thought maybe there was some more story. There is there. a gap. Yeah, there is a gap from season two to um, um, the movie because Daniel, like, where did Daniel come from? What happened to Spike? He's grown up now. Like the last time you saw Spike in. Yeah. The in season two, he's like a kid still. It's the birth of Daniel. That's what they're calling it. There you go. That's the whole movie. Like that's the big event. It's all about the birth of Daniel. As long as it's not about the conception. And Spike on Moonbase Two. Spike goes to Moonbase Two and he leaves his son behind. It's like a very dramatic yeah. series. I mean, there's there's yeah. actually there's a whole lot of story in there that could be explored. But totally. But the thing is, I was just when you guys were talking about. A prequel to the animated thing. I was like, "There's no way." Like they have no interest in opening that back up again. Like if they did, they would have done something worthwhile. And they probably would have fucked yeah. it up too. Yeah, they will. They yeah. will. You know, You're they right. said that they were like, "That's the biggest mistake we've ever done was to kill off all our characters because we yep. didn't know, you know, the fans were gonna love all those characters so much." Right. Did you ever see the Goldbergs episode where? uh it was like Transformers the movie's coming out and, and the grandfather brings the kids to Transformers and at the end of the movie they're both sitting there and, and the kids is like I can't believe they killed Osmus Prime and the, and the grandfather's like well maybe he'll come back yeah. <laughs> that's funny oh, do you watch that show yet? what? 
Do you watch that show? Huh? Uh, I've missed so much of it. I've got to catch up on it later. I've seen it's... most of. Uh, I've seen all of season one and most of season two. What I, I saw of it was really good. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I saw well, the one. The one episode that I watched all the way through is the one where they go see Empire Strikes Back. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I love that, that one. Was the so sister good. got dressed up with the brother, yep. the older yep. brother. Yep. No, the older brother wasn't part of it. Yeah, it was. No? No, it was the sister dressed up. Yeah, the sister dressed up. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. And the younger and, brother and, and, the, then, and the grandpa. And then the guy that was friends with them, he dressed up like the dude riding the Tauntaun. Okay, you're right. Sorry, my bad. Sorry. But uh, I like the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I've wanted to watch more of it. It's just, I'm one of these people that's like, I've got to start from the beginning. Yeah. I can't jump into the middle of a show as much as I try. You know, that show is like, there's a very small amount of continuity in it. Doesn't matter. Because, because they always say, they open up with, this is whatever day on whatever date it was. Yeah, you know, so it's like, it's just a, a regular day. Who's your favorite character in that show? Uh, I like the daughter a lot. <laughs> and I like the mom a lot. I like Barry. He, I got to say, he's my least favorite. He's my favorite. I almost, I hate to go against you with my opinion, but I wish they would cast somebody else instead of that actor. Oh, I like him so much. Which one is this? The older brother I like. I think oh, it's, it's older brother. Sometimes I just feel like he's funny sometimes, but then I, sometimes I just feel like they play him too much, like he's overacting or something. I don't know what it is, but I love him. I like the dad too. I think he's funny. Oh, I'm sorry. The grandfather's my favorite. They're all that's cool. Who, that's who I like the most. I like. The I don't kid know. The too. mom's my favorite. She's the funniest. Actually, she would be my least favorite. Really? Yeah, the mom. I think the mom's cute. I like you her don't sweater think she's got things. charisma. She. Uh, I like her. She's not right. I don't I like dislike her. her. She's my least favorite. Though. I like the mom. I think she's cute. I think she's funny. Um, I, I like the sweater thing with her yes, sweaters I do and everything. Too. Yeah. I like the daughter too because she acts like. Somebody really from the eighties. Uh-huh. She pulls it off too, and she's such a yep. young person that wouldn't even know anything about that shit. Yep. So, so like the way she talks, and the way, and she's such a sweet kid to begin with. Like I've seen um, her YouTube page, and uh-huh. all she she likes to like talk about music and stuff, and and she likes to sing her songs, and she seems like a very sweet girl. But in the show, she can be such a little bitch, eh. and like she's such a good actor. I love it. And that kid, that young kid, he's really good. Tell I wish who. he was around in the eighties. Yeah, because he seems like he's he's also in Clarence. Who is that little actor? Wait a minute, he's in Clarence. He's uh the squarehead kid, Jeff. Oh Jeff. wow. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense because his yeah, that's him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because I don't like Jeff. <laughs> I love Jeff. Jeff cracks me up. That Clarence- kid's gonna snap and kill everybody in that school one day. Clarence is a weird cartoon for me. Like, I just want to see Clarence, and I don't want to see any other. I don't. I don't like his main friends. I think they're kind of like, I don't know. I just don't like Sumo, and I don't like Jeff that yeah, much. Yeah, I don't like Sumo. Sumo's, Sumo's a little aggressive, right? Huh? I get it. Sumo comes from a broken family and shit like that, uh, and like they're like super poor. But yeah. like that kid's aggressive, especially well, like, when they were tripping out in the woods. And yeah. it, like he starts stepping on all those little leaf creatures, I was like, "Why?" He's just what? like, look, he's 
he is honestly he's one of the more realistic characters in the show because everybody's true. known a redneck kid that acts just like that guy. That's I know true. a kid like but that. He, yeah, but he is my least favorite character. It's like I just. And sometimes he does something really funny on there, and I like him then. But for the most part, I'm just like, I just want it to be about Clarence too. Yeah, I, I like when Clarence. The episodes is just, where it's just Clarence doing stuff are the best one. That's my. That's the one that got me hooked when he. Like the, we wakes up at six o'clock in the morning yes. before the sun even comes up, that's and he's good. got his whole day planned. It, it reminded me of like me when I was a kid, and he would have like a box set up for like a, um mm-hmm. like a spaceship, and he would have like a. His food source would be a candy bar, and it would be powered by a fishbowl. You know, his imagination was so big. And then he'd have all his figures set up, and he would play with them a little bit. Like, all right, you're a move, bad guys. And he would leave them there for the next day. And he, his pajamas, he has like this like like uh, dinosaur pajamas that he wears. Mm-hmm. It makes it even ten times better because it's mm-hmm. just like he's in his like pajamas where the feet are the actual feet of the monster. Like, you know, like. You know, like your feet don't come out at the bottom. It's they're just like in these little like, like the, it's like a whole bodysuit of pajamas. It's so cool. Is that Cartoon Network? Yes, yeah. and you need to watch that show. I tried to watch it, I couldn't get into it. You need to try yeah. harder. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the best cartoons that are on right now. I that kid, that, th- that kid just makes you feel like you're a kid again when you watch it. What are and some of I, your like favorite shows? Like, what's your top favorite shows? Well, oh. Clar- Clarence is definitely my top, tied with Adventure Time. When it comes to kid shows, I like Adventure Time, and um, I'm really digging uh, Rick and Morty right now as well. Me too. Rick and Morty's up there. Are yeah, Rick about, and Morty's fantastic. We're talking about modern shows now. Oh, we're talking about any kind of cartoons, I guess. We're talking about. Yeah, let's just put it in categories. Like, yeah, we'll just talk about cartoons. Any cartoons go. My top cartoons right now are definitely Rick and Morty would be number one. Uh, I like BoJack Horseman. I think never that's watched a, that one. That's a really good one. I know which one you're talking about, but I've never, I've never. You watched. know, it's funny. I I tried to get into that again the other night, and it was a conversation with Bo Jackson and a cat, cat lady of his, cat friend of oh, his. Oh, BoJack and his and like. His- he threw her out of the car and she landed on all her feet. Well, I don't know. The jokes were falling flat for some reason. I, I just love wasn't, Bojack. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try it again. I'm going to keep trying until I like it, but it's 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 rough. Yeah. you get there. Keep reaching. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep reaching for it. <laughs> so, yeah. Those those two are the two that come to mind when I think of animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Presently. I tried to watch Steven's Universe. Um mm-hmm. But uh, you know what is? It's one of those things again. I like Steven, but I don't like the characters that are in uh, the other characters. You've got to watch that one from the beginning. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, they really. That show is very, very well developed, and they have created a tight continuity. It's it's fan freaking tastic. It's funny because that that character reminds me of No Job Rob when he was a kid. Really, just kind of yeah. no boundaries. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like kind of like. I kind of want to watch this. Where do you see that at? It's, it's called Steven that. Universe. It's the name of the show. All right. It's on Cartoon Network. It's about a little boy whose mother was this alien warrior. And she and they're, they're, the warriors are called Crystal Gems. And they came to Earth during one of their missions. And, the, and Steven's mom fell in love with a human. And they 
had a they got married and I guess they got married. They had a kid one way or the other. And the kid is Steven and the mother um supposedly the mother was she gave her life to save all of the earth or whatever. And so the little boy has powers like one of the crystal gems, but he's learning how to use it. And he's such a likable character because he's he's real sweet and he runs around and he helps everybody and stuff like that. What is that what is that quote? He says something about hot dogs. Um it's always in a commercial he's like Oh yeah, he says something about um Oh, what is it? Yeah, I forget what he says, but he says like, oh, like hot dogs. Yeah, well he says something about he's he's talking about like people and he says, um hot dogs are something like hot dogs are proof that not every piece of meat can be a steak or something like that. Like it's basically like all the leftover bits make hot dogs. It sure does. Yeah. So I'll check it out. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Do you guys also, like uh uh Archer at all? Huh? Yeah, Archer like is Archer. funny. I, it never got me to the point where like I wanted to watch it consecutively, but it was it was uh when I did watch the episodes I did watch, I was laughing my ass off. Because how can you go wrong with that voice actor? Yeah. I don't watch it religiously, but what I've seen, I like. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. I'm not really into it that much. I mean, it's funny. It's funny and all, but that's uh, just not my thing. You know what? This I animation, like Bob. The animation is a little stale on that one. Like, well, it's, I don't it's like flash animation. That's why. I don't like when stuff is that stiff. It's it's you know, that flash animation where they're basically animated still like images South sort of. Hmm? South Park is cool like that. Yeah. I feel like it's a little but bit it's more smoother. To, it's, it's supposed to look primitive and clunky. Would and, South Park be on your list? South Park Sometimes. would definitely be on my I don't know. I, I've always I especially seasons the later seasons, like ugh, my favorite one is when they go to that camp for uh, handicapped kids. Oh gosh! Oh my God, yeah. that Mosey! Oh jeez! Like, and the kid's f- like a handicapped kid, right? And but he's smart as hell, and but he hates yeah. the other kid. And every time one of the council comes up to him, right, and he's middle of his like devilish schemes, he's like, "Oh, how are you doing?" He goes, "I like to be it's very warm." And like as soon as he goes away, he's like, "Fuck you, camp counselor!" Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> he's so funny. That's why I watched South Park and never could get into. There's it. two episodes of South Park that you have to see. Yeah, one of them is the episode about cheesing. Cheesing. Okay. Oh wait, cheesing, cheesing is the one where you're spraying the cat piss all over the face. Yes, right? and when and the kids get addicted to huffing cat pee, like the cat <laughs> musk. And what it does is when they do it, like Kenny is the like your window into how this stuff happens. Oh yeah, Kenny, Kenny starts huffing the cat urine, and when he does, he goes into the old heavy metal movie. <laughs> oh, you know what? Oh, I think I showed cool. Rob this one. No, yeah, that's fantastic. That. That's uh, one of my favorite ones. And my other favorite one in recent days or in recent years is the episode about medicinal marijuana. Okay. Because is it has the, the funniest scene I have ever seen in anything. I laughed so hard at that thing that I thought I was going to vomit. I like respect the show. Uh, and I think the writers are pretty smart dudes. And it's pretty cool how they write it every week, you know? Yeah. But I just any episode. I think if you knew the characters, Rob, and you really like understood yeah. each I think character. I feel like I know the characters, and I've not watched much of it. 
What? Yeah, it's, I don't watch it much anymore. Like every once in a while, I'll catch one. Yeah. Um, but I just like how they go after anybody. I feel like, like if that, you knew the history between the, the the four kids, it helps with the, the landing of the jokes and stuff. Oh yeah, big time. And the one thing I like about that show is like they don't hold back. No, that's it. And and what I like about the show is, unlike most modern quote unquote comedy, it's not one sided. They go after anybody. Okay. Like nothing yeah. sacred to those dudes. I like uh, Venture Brothers. I just thought of that. Never got into that, but that I like the another. animation in that show. Yeah, that would be I love the earlier episodes of Venture Brothers when Brock was still a part of the team and he was babysitting the two uh-huh. kids. Once yeah. Brock went and joined, you with us? Yeah. You cut out for a second. Marsh? Yeah, you cut out for a second. Uh, yeah, I'm here. You just cut okay. out for a second. What were okay, you saying? The one thing I do like, the one thing I do like about um, the Venture Brothers was the earlier episodes because Brock Sampson was still a part of the team. He was babysitting the two kids, and mm-hmm. and uh, the professor was always calling him Brock. And Brock's like, "What the fuck do you want?" And he's like, "Brock, take care of me." You know, it was like this this funny relationship they all had with each other. But as soon mm-hmm. as Brock left. And they've got that fucking tit dude in there. And like, it just, it was too many factions and they, they had to do the, the, the shield fucking rip off and like all that stuff. And what I like, I liked when it was like more less epic stuff going on where it was like a family. And then you had the main villain characters that would step up every once in a while. And they would go back into like Rusty's, uh, uh, high school, a uh, college days. That that was probably the best episode of all time. That was good. But yeah, like, after like them, season three, it kind of got weird. Where I was like, I really don't care about this anymore. See, I've never seen any of the early episodes. I've only ever seen them like because like I, I, all I had seen was like pictures of the characters and stuff, and like that Brock dude was like cool looking to me. And so I went to watch the show, and like everyone I watched, like he's never in it. Yeah, in the later episodes, uh, I think what happened was he got another gig doing something else because he's uh, a he's well, a popular know, guy. You know, he he's the voice, uh, or actually, he's the actor of The Tick. You ever watch that TV yeah. show? He's also Elaine from Seinfeld's yeah. boyfriend. Yeah, film. yeah, it's it's um, uh, dang it, oh, I right know there. his name is right good. There. Yeah, he's he plays um the the crippled guy on um. Family Guy too, Patrick uh, Warburton. Yes, that's his, that's his name. He the ticks coming back, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that. I like that. Yeah, I do too. That was a funny show. That was a good show. I what, like the, the actual cartoon. like the, the I like, like huh uh, uh, like a live anim- live uh, actors. Yeah. Yeah. He oh, was wow. the tick in the live action yeah. uh, TV series. Is he going to be the same character yeah. again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ah. I think I think the cast is coming back. I think too. the whole cast is coming back. Yeah. Whoa, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that was a funny show. That was. A good I like one. I like the cartoon tick too. Yeah, me too. In the nineties, I like that bat character from that. Uh, oh, like bat, 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 Batman! Well, yeah, yeah, yeah he was he's funny. cool. He's real cool. You realize the Batman? Well, dude, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he? Wasn't the guy who played him the dude that played Xerxes in 300? <laughs> it might have been. I think it was. Like he played the the um the mayor of Gotham City in the Christopher Nolan 
movies. Oh, okay. And that dude was let me let me check on that. You guys talk for a second. I love his character in that TV show. Yeah, wasn't there like a chair dude in that too? Yep, chair face Chippendale. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the kind of stuff I like, man. That that's pretty cool. That show's fun. Um, I think you might like it. There's another show that I really like, um, is uh Gumball. That sounds Yeah. Weird. That show, that one right there pushes some boundaries as far as like conceptual stuff because it mixes all kind of different animation and stuff like it's that. It's so weird. You'll yeah. they'll have like uh, okay, they'll have like an inside of like a, a a room be an actual photo of somebody's house. Then they'll take yep. like a drawing like by hand or something of a character. And then they'll take a flash animated character and then they'll take a character that's just drawn with digital stuff and they'll take a character that's painted and they'll put them all in a room together and you're just like, what is going on right now? I don't know this show. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like it's like a, a cat that hangs out with a fish and yeah. they're best friends. And, and the thing that I love about this show the most is you'll see a character in the distance. Like say they're out eating lunch yeah. in a park. You'll see a character like uh, like a mile away doing something so far in the distance. You're like, it catches your eye. And you're like, what is that character doing back there? <laughs> yeah, and it's and like it's trying to, crazy. Yeah, it was like a, a character will walk by and he'll, his bike chain will come off, and you'll see a character just fixing his bike chain the whole time while the characters in front are talking, and you're supposed to be ignoring that. And it's like it's like real life that like I've never seen any other cartoon really do that. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's really good. And like one of one of the kids that they are in class with, like it's this kid that um um it like always causes problems and stuff. It's like a T-Rex. And when I say it's a T-Rex, it's not like, oh, it's a little animated cartoon T-Rex. No, it's like a CGI T-Rex that looks like a T-Rex. Jurassic Park style? Yeah. And it's like it interacts with the kids and stuff like that. That's funny. Yeah, it's awesome. I love that show. Where can I find that? Cartoon Network. Okay. Yep. Yeah, they're like the kings. Yeah. The kings. The queens. The kings and the queens. Um, if we're going back to old school shit, my top two favorite animated uh, cartoons of all time is Danger Mouse and Duckula. Those are. Oh fun. yeah. Yeah. I love Duckula, dude. Still to this day, mm-hmm. I can just turn that on and listen to it. I remember me and my sister when we were young. We used to uh, we used to love the the ending credits because it was always like thunderstorms, and and we used to get our blankets and we used to like sit in front of the TV, and it was like we used to put a blanket down, and then we'd have our two blankets and we sit on top of it, and we used to get really like cuddle up close, and we used to watch it, and I remember like. We, it was kind of creepy to us because that was like London animation. So it was different from the animation we're used to. And it always had like English actors doing it. So it was stuff that we weren't used to hearing all the time. Mm-hmm. So when, and it was this it was very like moldy, kind of dusty, kind of damp kind of feel to like all their cartoons. Yeah. It, it seemed like they just like made the cartoon, left it in the basement. Brought it back up and they're like, "Oh, sorry, there was a leak in the basement and got all over this." Well, their film you know? feels like that too. Yeah, it's it's very weird, and I love it. And uh, that was one of my favorite cartoons, Ducky. I love when Nanny used to just like she was like this big Frankenstein duck. 
you know, and I always thought it was a part of the Disney thing because they were all ducks and all that duck tails and shit was popular. Mm-hmm. And I used to always think this stuff doesn't look like that stuff because as a kid, you don't know, you know. So I was like, well, I didn't, you know, and I used to always be like, I like this because it doesn't look like all that stuff that looks like the same shit over and over again. And uh, I appreciate it more because I had that weird thing. And the butler's always trying to get him to kill somebody. And he's a he was a vegetarian yeah. duck. And, like, I liked that about him. I thought yeah. that was so cool. And Nanny used to always just, like, she couldn't never use the damn door. She always had to make an entrance by walking yeah. through her door. Yeah, it was, she was so a big cool. baby Huey-looking thing. Yeah. Are you excited I, for the Danger Mouse cartoon they're making now? Um, I'll give it a shot. I, you know, it's not going to – I don't know if it's going to grab my attention fully. Like, I like the p- fact that they used the old car- – the old – uh lyrics and they just updated it a small bit. I like that they didn't change the characters at all. Um I like I like how it's fast paced like the old thing and, and Penfell sounds like Panfell and all that stuff. Yeah. But um the one thing I didn't like was the designs of the monsters just didn't seem like they were English, you know? And mm-hmm. it does it doesn't have that damp feel anymore. It has like a more well, American feel to it. That and it it they don't look as old. Like no. the style of the anime, it doesn't look like it fits. Yeah, the whole so I have to get used to that. It's more crisp. like I don't even really care yeah. about the modern animation as much as I did the uh, the monster designs. I just thought they, based on what I'm used to, I know the designs would have been a lot less modern. But it's a modern cartoon, so you have to expect that. Yeah, but, uh, I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll see what I'll it's check all it about. out. Yeah, yeah. I wish they. I I hope they come out with. The one thing that I that I hope that comes from this cartoon is they come out with figures and not only in England. Oh, we'll see. Because I would love to have a figure of each one. They just put out, I don't know when they put these out, but they have these small statues. They're about like, probably like seven inches tall and about seven inches wide. And they're like all different. They have like the crows, like about to blow something up. Well, the one crow about to blow something up. They have the frog at his desk. They have the frog uh, vehicle, that thing with the legs. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they have uh, Danger Mouse and Penful like uh, running. It's like an intro, like the intro to the cartoon. It looks like something like that. I have that one. And the other ones are fairly cheap. They're only like 25 bucks, but they are kind of fragile. And I hate statues that have shitty bases. Like, yeah. The base of this is just like a flat piece of gray fucking circle. It's like, it just looks so cheap. Mm. So I, that's the only part about these things I don't like. But um, I never really thought about it. But the base really does make a statue. This is new yeah. figures or old figures you're talking about? They're not even figures. They're statues. So like, yeah. I think they came out like oh, in 2000. talking about. Yeah, they're... they're- Compared to the show, they're relatively new, but they're they've been around for yeah, a while. They're pretty cool. I like them. They look just like the carts. Yeah, you know they're great sculpts. Um, I always love right, that. Let me crow. ask you guys. And I always love. Like... What? <laughs> oh, I didn't mean. Go ahead and finish up. Oh, go ahead. Dang it! Now I feel like I'm interrupting. <laughs> um, you guys might be because y'all are a little bit younger than me you might not remember these but i always talk to people about um these cartoons that came on nickelodeon back in the day and one of them was called spartacus and the sun beneath the sea i don't remember that one 
Uh, I slightly remember that. It was weird. Like it was, it was a French cartoon. Oh, and um, yeah, that's the weird. Shit. The characters were so darn cool looking, and like the designs and all. And it's like it looked like as I as I became older and started finding you know different artists from Europe and all, I noticed that like some of the designs and all looked like something Mobius would have done. And and another yeah, show. I'm that looking they, right now, and I don't remember any of that. Yeah, uh, like it might have been right before you guys would have been at that age where y'all were watching stuff. Yeah, I like the little characters though, man. They're oh yeah, cool. it was cool. Like the animation was really cool in that show, and the characters were cool, and it had like really cool theme music and stuff like that. Hey Rob, uh, can you see on my screen what these guys look like? I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I'll th- I'll throw it on what geeks do for the. F- to the listeners if you want to check it out the other show that oh they made along- figures huh did you know they made figures yeah yeah they're pretty expensive too um the other show that came out around the same time was the mysterious cities of gold i don't think i know that one either didn't see that one either yeah. it was a french japanese animated series weird and it was about the um uh, it was about the conquistadors, like okay, you know, okay. like the Spanish conquistadors when they were coming into like South America and Mexico and all that stuff. Yeah. And um, these three little kids, like one is a boy that's uh, he's he's a Spanish boy that's part of the crew of conquistadors that are coming in. One of them is this like, she's like a native Indian girl. And the other one is this boy who's a native of South America or whatever, and they're they found out about this 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 secret city of gold and all this stuff that goes on there. But they it's just it was such a cool cartoon, and it had one of the coolest openings ever. Like the animation was so cool and all, but they they found this big giant golden condor that was like they could fly it around. Because what they found out was the ancient people that had settled these cities, the ancient cities of gold, they never really came out and said it, but like they were like aliens. Really? And so it played into the whole, you know, Von Daniken thing about the ancient astronauts and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was it was a cool oh, that cool, sounds cool interesting. show. Yeah. But like you guys would have been like you guys would have been like little guys when that yeah. came on. So that was it, a tot. It, it was a little tot. Yeah. It's that. weird because I'm looking at it, and, and that second one almost looks like a newer cartoon. Yeah, yeah, it was good, man. It was real good cartoon. I I love that thing, and we didn't have cable at the time, but my sister did, and whenever I was over at her house, I'd watch this, you know, like, and so I followed a good bit of the story, but I've always wanted to watch the rest of it. I wonder if it's on Netflix. Uh no, it's not. I would remember that. Well, double check. Yeah, I'm checking. Oh. Uh-oh. Shit. <laughs> Man, time flies when you're having fun. Sure does. And we have been having a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I hope everybody that's listening has had as much fun as we've had talking. Yeah. And uh, if you got any friends that like some geek stuff, direct them to our page because we're having a contest in the next episode. Contest time, giveaways. Gonna, we got some good gi- goodies, man. We got a free commission. Yeah. We got some free uh, 
other stuff that we don't want to tell you right away. Some stuff that's free. We got some good stuff that we're going to be dropping here and there. So in the next episode, episode this is episode uh, 12. 12. Next episode 13, we become teenagers. Yeah. Wow. So we start giving shit away. It's a coming of age tale. Oh, yeah. This is What Geeks Do, episode 12. That was Pizza. fun, guys. Signing off. Pizza. And uh, Monster Forge. Monster Forge. Out of here. See you next week. Check us out at whatgeeksdo.com. <laughs>